from CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today, we look at the crowdfunding platform donors choose and the surprisingly large role it plays in American schools. More than 80% of schools have had one or more projects posted on donors choose. In one specific year, almost a third of all schools did. And yet the research literature around this is really quite thin. We welcome the University of Oklahoma's Devin Carlson, co-author of a new study examining the schools, educators, and projects that seek out funding through the platform. He discusses his team's findings. Some folks might have crowdfunding platforms conceived as this mechanism for obtaining some extras, some fun add-ons to the classroom. But what we found is that the majority of projects submitted to donors choose really asked for materials for central academic subjects, math and reading and some important implications for policymakers, educators, and other stakeholders in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. I think it really shines a light on the shortcomings of our finance systems with respect to equity, with respect to adequacy, and ensuring that all students have access to the materials they need. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello, and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Hummeller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, we're happy to be speaking with Devin Carlson, Presidential Research Professor and Associate Director for Education at the National Institute of Risk and Resilience, all with the University of Oklahoma. Thanks so much for joining us, Devin. I'm happy to be here, Keith. Thanks for having me. So today, we're discussing your new study, which was co-authored by the University of Oklahoma's Sarah Wolf, titled Who Chooses Donors Choose? Submission and Funding Patterns on the Nation's Largest Education Crowdfunding Platform. That was just published in Educational Researcher, and it examines the intersection between teachers, schools, and the crowdfunding platform Donors Choose. Uh, To start, for those who may not be familiar, what is Donors Choose, and how did crowdfunding come to be a part of the American educational system? So Donors Choose is the nation's largest education-focused crowdfunding platform. It started around the turn of the century, around the year 2000, and it serves as a platform upon which teachers can post projects that they'd like funded but don't have the resources through the traditional financing system to fund. And so it's, it's crowdfunding more generally came to be part of the American education system because of a lack of resources. Teachers wanted to fund additional supplies, additional books, field trips, other other resources for their students. And they just didn't have the funding available from the traditional financial system. And so they've turned to crowdfunding, much like has happened in, in other dimensions of our economy. And is there any quantification available how widespread or how much money schools seek out from crowdfunding platforms? So I haven't seen anything across all platforms. I know Donors Choose specifically over its 20 or so years of existence has directed nearly a billion dollars in donations to fund projects at 84,000 different schools in all 50 states. So Donors Choose specifically is almost at a billion dollars in funding. And if you add that to, you know, the Amazon wish list, adopt a classroom, other platforms, we are in the billion dollar range. So what was it that you were attempting to learn in this study in particular? What questions did you have about donors choose and how did you attempt to answer them? So this study particularly, we're interested in in really gaining some insight into the types of projects that were submitted to donors choose. What kind of materials and resources do they ask for? 
Do schools with some characteristics, are they more likely to have teachers submit projects than schools with other characteristics? And really gain an insight into how these crowdfunding platforms operate as sort of a shadow financing system for public schools across the country. So let's jump into your findings, beginning with the applicants themselves. Um, in which schools did teachers seek funding through Donors Choose, and what types of projects were they attempting to fund? Sure. So we looked at data from the 2015-16 school year, and in that year, there were more than 220,000 projects submitted. In that year, more than 30% of schools in the United States had one project submitted on Donors Choose. And the percentage of schools submitting a project really varied significantly across states. There were some states like Nebraska, Wyoming, where less than 10% of schools submitted a project to Donors Choose. But in other states like South Carolina and Hawaii, more than 60% of all schools in the state had at least one project posted on Donors Choose. So that just gives you a sense of the breadth and the widespread nature of teachers posting projects on Donors Choose. When we look at the relationship between the proportion of schools that posted a project and school characteristics, we saw that schools in states with low per pupil revenues were much more likely, about twice as likely, to post projects as schools in states with higher per pupil revenues. Similarly, we saw schools in states with high proportions of students eligible for free or reduced price lunch to be much more likely to post projects than schools in states that were on balance more affluent. And so we saw a number of relationships that probably aren't surprising for those of us who are familiar with the American education system, but really, you know, it was really, I think, instructive to document those relationships explicitly. It certainly comes as no surprise that schools with more needs seem to seek out more support. Um, but did you find any types of projects that were more likely to be submitted as part of these applications or these funding requests than others? Absolutely. So projects asking for math or reading materials were more than half of all projects submitted on Donors Choose. So, you know, some folks might have crowdfunding platforms conceived as this mechanism for obtaining some extras, some fun add-ons to the classroom. But what we found is that the majority of projects submitted to Donors Choose really asked for materials for central academic subjects, math and reading. And what we found is that schools with large proportion of, of students of color or large proportions of students who have low SES were particularly likely to ask for materials in the central subjects of math and reading. And so this perhaps is, is unfortunately not surprising, but it really illustrates how teachers serving historically disadvantaged student populations are really using donors choose to fund central instructional aspects of their classrooms. And you also took a look at which kinds of projects actually receive funding successfully. Could you walk us through what you learned there? Yeah, we looked at a couple different things here. One, we looked at it by subject category, and we found that even though the majority of projects asked for materials in math and reading, these projects were actually a little less likely to achieve full funding. And it's important to note here that Donors Choose operates as, as an all-or-nothing funding platform, meaning that the project needs to accrue donations that sum up to the full project cost before the project is funded. And so here we saw math and reading projects on average were funded a little more than 70% of the time, where projects in say that were designed to serve specific student populations were funded more than 75% of the time. And then we also performed this analysis where we conditioned on cost, where we took into account where we controlled for 
the total project cost. And here we saw the disparity between the funding of math and reading projects and projects in other subject areas grow even larger. And so this illustrates that even though math and reading projects comprise the majority of projects posted on the Donors Choose platform in 2015-16, they're actually slightly less likely, somewhat less likely to achieve full funding. Here on Research Minutes, we always like to ask guests about the possible implications of their work. And for this paper, I can think of about a dozen, but I'll leave it up to you. What do you think are the big takeaways here, either for policymakers, school leaders, educators, or even community members? I think one big takeaway is just the fact that donors choose and other crowdfunding platforms are being used to fund materials and resources that are likely central to students' educational experiences and thus should maybe be, should likely, in my view, should be funded by the the formal state financing system. And so I think it really shines a light on the shortcomings of our finance systems with respect to equity, with respect to adequacy and ensuring that all students have access to the materials they need to fulfill their potential and, and achieve ultimately what they're capable of. I'm curious if you think that this study holds some particular relevance given the climate that we're seeing in the nation's schools in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, not only with the difficulty schools have had, but with funding shortfalls and the current debate over renewed aid and school funding. Um, do you think that this provides maybe a little bit of context for how schools are already faring and maybe a reminder that we should be taking particular care of schools that are are struggling with a lack of resources? I think absolutely. I think that if this was the state of financing and classroom need prior to COVID-19, it's going to do nothing except uh, get worse in the wake of the pandemic. You know, we're going to need additional resources used on all sorts of mitigation materials and that does little to address the actual classroom materials that are that are involved in student learning. And so this is I think instructive in the sense that there was a need and there was there was inequities prior to the pandemic and those needs and those inequities are only likely to increase as we get back to school over the next couple of years. And finally, do you think that there are opportunities here for future research either for your team or others who are interested in this concept or this role that crowdfunding companies play in American schools? I think there are endless research opportunities here. One of the surprising things to Sarah and I when we started off with this research was just how little had been done in the realm of educational crowdfunding research, given the breadth and widespread nature of these platforms. Like I said earlier, more than 80% of schools have had one or more projects posted on Donors Choose. In one specific year, almost a third of all schools did. And yet the research literature around this is really quite thin. And so this is, I think, just scratching the surface of what might be possible. We might look at, for example, how long do projects take to get funded? What do funding patterns look like? Do specific donors contribute to projects in their area? Do they contribute to other projects? Um, So looking at the donor side of this equation, this really looked at the project and request side of the platforms. But these platforms match projects with donors. I think there's a lot of work that can be done to look at the donor side. And even on the project side, we came at this at a pretty high level, and there are so many areas where we could drill down. Does this vary across elementary versus high schools? Does the process play out similarly in different states? So there are, I think, all sorts of opportunities to pursue additional research on crowdfunding in American education. It certainly seems like a topic that 
could use at least a little bit more attention and probably a whole lot more evidence going forward. But the work you've done here, Devin, is incredible, and we want to encourage our listeners to go read the full article. Again, it's titled, Who Chooses Donors Choose? Submission and Funding Patterns on the Nation's Largest Education Crowdfunding Platform, and it was just published in Educational Researcher. Devin Carlson, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Keith. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRE Knowledge Hub. For more episodes or to subscribe to the series, you can find us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode or to suggest a future topic, you can follow us on Twitter at CPRE Hub. That's C-P-R-E Hub.